1: The expressed views of the podcast are views of the individuals and not the views of any organization or public safety agency. This podcast may contain violent or offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. And if you are offended by what we say, you can get fucked. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Welcome back Tales from the Tailboard podcast episode. I'm not even going to try It's been so long since we've that episode. Um, I know that we're, we're pretty far wow, on the left. 20, you are loud, hold Five on. or 6, hold on, sorry, super close, still trying to figure it out, I don't actually know how to run a soundboard, we're, on, 20, we're on 25, I know that you guys think that I have this overall understanding of this contraption here that left me and I really don't, well, I know how to get sound it till from, you, make it. you got a lot more than I do, i be honest with you. To the I computer. think the thing you have the
2: hardest time with is hitting the record button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what? That's nowhere on the
3: soundboard. If you if you died tomorrow, I the podcast would stop. It's would die it's with you. I point? got no idea what to do with that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: So you're saying that if you could work the soundboard, that you would re- continue to record the podcast that I co-chair uh, with you after I died?
3: Well, I might do one episode, like, "Hey, everybody, this <laughs> <just> fucker's <laughs> died. Yeah, <laughs> this fucker is dead. Podcast is no more." I may mean, still hit us up on instagram and send drink recommendations <laughs> but <laughs> let no us, us know what you guys <laughs> want us to drink at the funeral <laughs> yeah
1: because we're gonna get lit
3: that that's the one right there that's
1: oh the one. my goodness if i die i want you guys to throw a party for me that's okay, what i we want will. Hell, hell yeah me too we'll be
3: like the old homies and pour a little out mm-hmm.
4: with our uh, finger up
1: so crispy <laughs> sticks we got nick the cop and jeremy the cop slash tow truck driver
3: uh, tactical toe There Tactical <laughs> <laughs> toe that's, yeah. <about>, that's about <laughs> as good as it gets right there I like that. Is that T-O-W or T-O-E? <laughs> Whatever you want <laughs> Whichever <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, We're not we're talking about camels yeah. Whoa uh, Does your big toe go strapped? Yeah, sometimes Fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the night, day <laughs> Location Yeah, exactly Gotta be secret
1: <clears throat> uh, So we're gonna talk about Absent leadership and pre-recording, we came up with a great idea, we're going to record some stuff, we're going to go back downstairs, get fucked up, and then we'll come back up and finish the episode. And absolutely nothing can go wrong with that plan. Yeah,
3: I, don't, I don't see where, I, I'm upset we haven't done it before.
1: I'm really upset. I feel like we've done some episodes where we were like a little lit, but I don't think we've done anywhere we are fucked up.
4: That's if we can make it back upstairs. Yeah.
1: That's a fair point. And if we have enough alcohol to get Jeremy drunk.
2: And if you can know how to run that when you're intoxicated.
4: Yeah, you might push, like, stop and we won't get shit. Well, well hopefully, hopefully I we hit it.
1: pause before we go back downstairs. <laughs> yeah, true story. Be so we problem. don't have... That'll be real time. So we don't have, like, three or four hours worth of podcast. Yeah. And to going to on
3: delete. the acoustics of your downstairs. Oh, yeah. They'll probably hear everything. Apologies <laughs> to our
1: listeners. We got rid of all our carpet downstairs, so you'll hear everything going on downstairs. Yeah oh oh you're talking about like real carpet yeah i was, oh. I was gonna ask not where that kind of carpet. <laughs> oh i haven't oh. had that for years huh? <laughs> who, who, who still has that it? what fucking day and age are we in right it's 2021 It's hardwood floors all around i mean
3: sometimes it it gets a little overgrown yeah but. you get busy like
1: yeah. i'm not saying that it's like wood floors gets, all the time yeah I'm it gets busy
3: that. the clipper dies you're out of fresh razors you know happens it happens
1: that just sounds like poor planning.
3: Sometimes the head of your clipper falls in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just it made it
4: man it. up and wax the shit. I don't know, nah,
3: yeah, nah, I don't know about it. that. The head of the clippers made it all the way
1: out of my sewer system. thats I don't know where they made it to, but they are not in my house. I made sure they were not in the toilet loop somewhere, because I thought them bitches got stuck for sure yeah
3: thank you for bringing that up again chris <laughs> how uh, you never how, disappoint how far through were you of the of the grooming mm. it's like a two-faced thing yeah like a reverse mohawk <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i think i was like 85 percent. i think that i had like the bulk of it taken that's, care of. that's disappointing i know no weird design i'm sorry damn I didn't have a Hitler stash above my (laughs) cock. I just, you know, I'm I'm really sorry for that. No, a landing strip? If I could recreate the moment, I would definitely aim for that. You you could. I don't want to drop the head of my (laughs) razor in the toilet. (laughs) I mean, you could just pretend. It was weird enough the first time. (laughs) I don't think that I intentionally want to recreate that, but thank you for the idea. Goodness.
3: what, what What I question the most is you're tall. Like, were you standing over the toilet? Were you... Yeah, squatting over the toilet. So I was like, I was like
1: straddling it, so I was like, right here.
3: But you're tall. You're a far distance from the toilet. Well, yeah, it splashed.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the question. Like, <laughs> hair would just go everywhere. No, 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 no. It falls down in like bulk. I mean, what there's the fuck was that? Like a little bit on the rim. Something fell. I don't know. I dropped the screwdriver. Oh, um, yeah. There's like got excited. Some <laughs> hair gets like I don't get it all in. there Your hair. hair is. Can anybody finish that?
2: No. Everywhere. Really? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I got
3: nothing. nothing.
1: We'll have to ask Alexa about Alexa about that song when we get back downstairs. Who? Alexa. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway. Don't judge me. Jersey's gonna get mad. What the fuck oh, are we talking about? Oh, I was.
1: Yeah, I was literally doing the same thing. I'm like, Jersey's gonna be pissed because we haven't even <laughs> discussed what the topic's gonna be. We haven't been on topic since we started. Yeah. Let's. Oh. Get, all right. Let's. Let's talk about a topic. Uh, so we're gonna talk about. Um, uh, what did I say? Absent leadership. I wrote down terrible
3: leadership. So, so leadership in general. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, <clears throat> so this is a subject that's particularly close to me because, and I, I know Nick's all about it too. He's been taking classes and stuff, and, and I just feel like everyone talks about like management and everyone thinks that they have like leadership figured out. But I'm gonna be honest, nobody has leadership. Out.
3: No, some people just do it better than others. Yeah, there's smart. there's very like street smart.
1: there's like good leaders, but there's not like a per se perfect leader. Somebody that's got it like completely figured out. So we can go over some of the the good things to do and some bad experiences and things to stick away from. Um, one thing. When I went, when I was in high school, I was in JROTC. I know, super nerd. I get it. I was in band 2. Save the jokes. Holy I know shit. you guys are already starting. I'm in your heads. Just, a flu? just I can oh. already see it coming. <laughs> I didn't. The skin flu, maybe. Uh, well, but it wasn't me that was playing it. Um, just a fan. Just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> just a fan. Uh, oh, shit. Uh <laughs> he's he's, he's yeah, just stuck no, now. Yeah, just now he's just stuck, stuck on both other Killed it. <laughs> Uh but if you want to take it all you got to wear African <laughs> neck rings. Just cuz it's long so you got to extend it. Anyway. <laughs> never mind. Uh so when when I was in ROTC in high school one of the things we talked about the big thing was is that focus on focused on leadership. God damn it. <laughs> 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 it. Off
4: topic again.
1: <laughs> And there was there was four pitfalls of leadership. Now get this. I only remember one. And I cannot figure out the other three to save my life. But the one that I remember is setting impossible goals. Yeah, agreed. And that one's like, it's always stuck with me. And I, and I, I don't know why that's the one that always stood out. But I always feel like, leaders who typically tend to be more like managers always want you to like, they expect the world from you.
4: Yet they can't do it themselves.
1: Right. One, they're probably not willing to do it themselves or what they're asking you to do. It's not possible for you to do by yourself or it may go like way outside of your training or like, you know, here's what I want in the end. What do you need from me to make sure you make that happen? Or do you need assistance doing this? Or is this something that you see that you could do? Because if a person says, yeah, I can do that, then absolutely. I'm going to expect that from them. But if I say, Hey, this is what we need to do. Can you do it? And they're like, ah, no, probably not by myself or yes, but not in the timeline you're expecting or whatever it may be like that type of engagement with your people and understanding them, understanding one, your expectations and you understanding what they feel their capabilities are. That way you don't, expect something that's outside of their capabilities and i think that that carries forward because then you're involved with your people and you understand your people's limitations and you're like not forcing them to do something they're not capable of like oh man this guy like actually took time to talk to me before he just demanded that i do this crazy outrageous task by myself
3: that and that puts you in communication with your people absolutely i think that that's what makes a good supervisor, though, is someone that's actually out there
4: with you and not sitting behind a desk hiding while you do all the work. Someone's there's, actually out there taking the calls with
2: you, showing up, writing a, reports, whatever else. There's a big difference in a leader and a boss. Exactly. Yeah. Have you all ever seen that, like, meme or picture or whatever that floats around? Has anybody mm-hmm. seen that? <clears throat> Where the, the boss, I think they're, like, they're, the boss is, like, sitting behind a desk and there's three people that are, like, holding the desk up, pulling him. And then the leader is out there in front helping pull the desk. I don't know if that, like, yeah, yeah. that yeah. probably doesn't paint a good picture. But, like, if you, if you see it, it's like, man, that picture hits it, friggin' hits the nail on the head. It's perfect. The leader's Makes out sense. there leading from the front, showing the guys how to do things, and,
1: and upholding the standard. Have you guys all seen Band of Brothers? Parts of it. It's been For a while.
3: Isn't that, like, a four-hour movie? Yeah.
1: It's actually it's eight like hours. A, it's, oh, like, a 13-part series, isn't it's it? It's an eight-part mini-series, eight? yeah. and each part's about an hour.
4: When do we ever have time to sit down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got plenty of time. Yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's
3: true. So one On of your three
1: hundred dollars uh, office chair of <laughs> In my three hundred dollars off three hundred fifty. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, let's, let's <laughs> go around. You forgot <laughs> the
2: fifty. Just because I'm curious, let's go around real quick. I want all four of us to tell me, like, if you <clears throat> your your number one leadership characteristic. What is something that you think a leader has to has to has to have? Like number one.
4: Integrity to be a good leader. Integrity.
1: Um, I agree with that. I think that humble and and modest. I think that those two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, you have to like understand that you are like capable and trained, but you also, first of all, you can't go like blabbing around. I've always heard the saying that if you have to remind people that you outrank them, you're probably mm-hmm. doing wrong something way. wrong. And then I don't know anybody that does that. And then. <laughs> Uh, you have uh, to be humble uh, humble, uh, <laughs> humble in the fact that um, You have to be able to admit when you're fucked up A Ownership. lot of people don't Ownership. do that Ownership
3: There's a lot of people The first thing they do is go You yeah. Yeah.
4: But that's the thing Especially with leadership though is sometimes
3: a leader doesn't know everything
4: and maybe one of your guys and that's does. okay. That's okay. Yeah. Okay that's okay. Say, hey, look and own it and say, Hey, yes. look, you're right. I didn't know that, oh, but yes. thank you for helping me out. But there it, are
2: so many people that are too egotistical and too prideful to ever admit that. See, like and that's what makes a shitty supervisor. Exactly. But <laughs> gosh, there's, and I mean, we, in the organizations that we all work for, we've all seen it. I mean, everybody that's in the workforce has seen that in, on different levels in different places. Obviously where it becomes more of an issue for us is, is being first responders, military whatever the case is you know when people's lives are online. i'm a second
3: responder
4: <laughs> yeah you're a lieutenant now
3: so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
2: does that make him like a third responder
3: it
4: was <laughs> shit
3: maybe <fourth>. well fuck <laughs> i'm even farther <laughs> behind than i thought I, don't know if he responds. <laughs> I thought i was doing good I don't know if he
2: responds at all anymore anyways
3: <laughs> i mean second place it's nothing to fucking turn <laughs> See, your nose at but, but on a serious it's note like there's sure. that's well, that's a difference
2: <laughs> there's a difference in good leadership in like the the corporate world the business world making decisions that cost people jobs and cost people money and things like that. And then uh, being out there on the front lines, like being a first responder, being in a war zone in the military, whatever the case is where it will cost somebody their life. There's a big, big difference. See,
4: and that's, especially with, when it comes, like you said, leadership is you get these people that want it just for the rank or what title, whatever else or for the pay, but exactly. I feel like, but you also don't, I, I told someone about this that you guys work with is, I would be the first person to point out that says, "Don't forget where you came from," and a lot of people actually forget where they come from, and, and a then lot. they suck at their job, and then you call them out on it. And, I mean, and I call it. them out. They not want it.
2: to hear it. You know, another another thing too is is the constructive criticism and the way that we like build and grow as leaders. Exactly There's a lot right. of people that cannot handle being told like what they could do better. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a, Learn from that's a it, huge move on. deal. Yes.
4: Exactly. I mean, that's going to make you a better leader. And I,
2: th- I think that one of the words that would like describe all of the things that we've talked about so far is ownership. <clears throat> As a leader, you have to take ownership of everything that you do, whether it be the failure or the success of your team or the people that are in your immediate control. The things that you don't know, own it. I don't know, but I know how to find the answer. I know somebody mm-hmm. that does know. Let me, you know, I, I can talk to people. So let me use my resources to figure out who does know the answer and how yeah. we can get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you screw something up, yeah, I screwed that up. I'm going to own it. I screwed it up all day long. How do we learn from it? And that, yeah, and but that's people won't take ownership. These no, days. And,
4: that, and that's what's nice. I've had supervisors, especially where my background is. I had one a sergeant. Usually once a week, he'd be like at the end of the week, he he we'd all sit down and go have coffee and donuts somewhere at a certain <laughs> place in Albuquerque. And he'd sit down and he's like, hey, what can I do better for you guys? What, what should I have done or did I do anything I should have fixed or whatever else? And we'd talk about it and he was great about it. And, I mean, that was probably one of the best supervisors Makes you learned from it. Difference. And I, I tell you what, that was one of the best squads I think I've ever worked on because he owned his mistakes. He's, hey, I made a mistake. Hey, no, it's cool. Everybody, every, we're human.
2: Yeah, we yeah. all make yeah. mistakes. And then going, if, you, if
3: you didn't fuck up, I'd be a little more concerned.
2: And then going back to being humble, like you said. I up. mean that—that's right on par. The same mm-hmm. thing, ownership. You know, like, hey, i, I screwed this up. I'm gonna—I'm gonna take my medicine on this one. I'm gonna eat a piece of the humble pie. I screwed this up. How could I have done this better? One of my favorite things in, in what in what we do as law enforcement officers is when you do a debrief of a certain critical incident or a certain situation, stressful one. And there's no, like, rank is out the window. Like, hey, we're all equals in this little hot wash. You know, uh, whatever that we're doing. And we're gonna go around the horn, and I'm gonna say what I liked, what I could have done better, what I didn't like, whatever. And we're gonna go around, and everybody's gonna give their opinion. And if there's something that the leader screwed up, he needs to know that. That's the time, exactly. Right there.
3: Such as, especially when it's, yeah. especially when it happens fairly soon after. Yes. Because it's all still fresh. <clears throat> if not, everybody just goes around the table like, oh yeah, good job.
4: Yeah, and, that's and that and that doesn't accomplish anything. No, no,
2: nothing will ever get better.
3: Yeah, the sooner but, the better because it's fresh. But you also see a lot of it these days. It, it doesn't
4: happen anymore.
3: It, it doesn't.
4: I, I mean, I, we still do it on the fireside here and there sometimes. I, I mean, not every. I mean, we haven't had a structure fire in a long time, but the after action just it, it's a bunch of us sitting around talking. But you also get the supervisors that love their yep. rank that love to All point right. it out. Yeah,
2: and we had a we had a SWAT call out yesterday. Yesterday morning. And at the end, it was, uh, you know, we, we did that. We went around the horn and, and did our little back brief or a little debrief of it. And I would say, like, 90 to 95% of the people that were there were just like, hey, yeah, thanks for coming. Everybody did a great job. Cool. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Which is, is fine and dandy, especially if, like, if legitimately – you're not knowledgeable enough to see that anything wrong happened, mm-hmm. then that's fine. you know. And, and if that's all you have to say, then yeah. cool, whatever. But the people that do see stuff, you need to see something, you need to say something.
4: But True, but sometimes that person might not see something, which cool, it happens. Sometimes this person sees one thing, this one doesn't. And if you didn't see it, cool, but you did something you see something say like you yep. said uh, that, that's what makes a good supervisor or
2: obviously everybody likes being told that they're doing a good job at whatever it was they did like hey you drove the mrap today you freaking killed it you did a really really good job i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that in front of everybody yeah. like this and, and so that got brought up uh yesterday for the SWAT call out we had a <laughs> we had our mrap driver it was the second time he'd ever driven the m mrap the first time was the day before so i mean almost no experience driving the mrap and the area that he had to to get this thing into to get into the backyard was he had about an inch clearance on both sides. Nice. Or otherwise, he would have taken out the entire fence or the entire side skirting of the house. Yeah, yeah. but and why not? you MRAP. And, well, I mean, sure. <laughs> but and he freaking rocked it. Did he, you know how he, to he, drive an MRAP? <laughs> he fit <laughs> it I in did, there. I had
4: to throw that dig in for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he fit it in there hard. Uh, he did it <laughs> hard and fast. Yeah. Yeah. It mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, spit on it first. He, dude did a really good job, and so that's like that awesome was one though. of the things. Good. I mean, especially for him being a second time, like that was one of the things. Yeah, I was like, so dude, you you killed it. You did that's a really really good job. That was awesome. Yeah, but did so the leaders place. notice that though? Yeah, no, exactly. Which is which is why like, you yeah, which is what? which is why you gotta like.
3: Nick needs another beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you brought it all the way up here for that.
1: I mean, I mean, I appreciate it.
3: Do we need one? It's relative. We're
1: literally like live <laughs> right That's now. Fine. We're recording, and you're over here. Well,
3: he was asking for a beer. I was going to come up here and go like this, but he's asking for a beer. So. Why, why do you, you, mean, you, why like you have this? a question about, about time? Let's get one of those or two of those and some of these. Beer Please? Beer. Please? <laughs> Please! Thank you!
2: So, yeah, I mean, good things <laughs> yeah, and bad rude. things. Just <laughs> <kidding>. Yeah. <laughs> good, Good things and it's, bad things. Well it, and well, it's rude what if she do doesn't better?
1: come
3: back with beer.
4: Yeah, or she comes back with a big, hey, fuck you guys.
3: Yeah, and th- then we will be re- I'm pretty sure she'll come back here. So, so going on with what Nick the cop said, that's like the leader's perfect opportunity. When everything legit goes good, that's like the perfect opportunity. Like, you fucking killed it. Like, yeah, good job. And then you have everybody there that sees that. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. As a supervisor, if you bust your ass for your guys and you take care of your guys, they're going to work their ass yes. off for yeah. you. Yeah. yes. Oh, oh, that man. right there is one of the <laughs> biggest things. If if a supervisor is there in the shit with yes. you, not hiding like a bitch somewhere, yes, or Keeping just trying to micromanage clean. you, I mean we're all adults. If you're really screwing up, okay, cool. I but still feel quiet. But and I'll, I'll tell me.
2: you what: one of the things that it takes to be a good leader is to respect your guys or girls too. Agreed. To respect, you have to respect your people. And here's why I say that: growing up, <laughs> growing up in the in the army. I saw more often than not people, quote unquote, leading, just like with an iron. It fist. It was not
3: rude, thank you.
2: Just like thank you, with an iron fist in ref- like meaning, you will respect me because of my rank. You will do what I say because I outrank you and because I'm in a position of leadership, and that never worked. No, you lose respect. You lose res- and quickly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like, you know, back in the day in the army, like when I was growing up in the army. When somebody would do something and they'd screw up, their team leader, it was the team leader's job. Hey, I need to give you some kind of of corrective training so that we can fix this. Usually that was smoking people, right? So you make them do exercises, this, that, and the other. And so if you're a huge dickhead to your guys, girls, whatever, and you just smoke them all the time for every little thing they mess up, but you don't really give them the why. Why is this happening? What could you do better? Um, Like you got to find something to get through to them. And if you don't, if you just smoke the dog piss out of them every time they mess up, then they're not going to learn from anything they do, no. And I saw it because what would happen is these guys would be like, you know, we try to get them to do the right thing. And they'd be like, why? Why does it matter? Like, I don't they care. They shut themselves I don't, down. Exactly. That's I don't like need to do the right thing because what's going to happen? I'm just going to get smoked if I don't do the right thing. I'm going to get smoked yeah. no matter what. So it doesn't matter. Yeah.
3: And I'm getting pretty good at it. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it just doesn't work. You have to have respect. Like, hey, dude, like you let me down. Yeah. I asked you to do this for me. You screwed it up. Here's how you screwed it up. Here's how we can do this better. Mm-hmm. Like, is there something that I can do to make this better for you or make this easier? Was it my fault? Did I not make this clear enough for you? Did I not give you enough guidance on how you yeah. should have done this? Like, please tell me if there's something that I can do to make your job easier. Tell yeah. me, like, and I will get like, that done.
3: Like, yes, you fucked it up, but I want to know why. Yeah. So that's Let's make it better. You two were fucking battling it out. I never got to say mine. I know. I, I was going to get that. Well, yeah. We had, about yeah. you. We had this, uh, I mean, mine. Uh, respect. It's very important that you have the respect of your people and your people have the respect of you. Yes. Because once somebody doesn't respect you, they're, it's gone. You can't y- get it back. You lost them. You yeah. Can't get you lost back. them. I mean, I'm not saying you can't get it back, but it's going to be very, very hard, especially yeah. in the field that we're in. Because everybody's real quick to say, fuck you, dude. Like, get fucked. Literally. Literally,
4: yeah. And then there's bad blood. no one gets along. Then then it causes problems. And one
2: of the things that I thought of was like... So I I noticed this issue a lot right before I went to Afghanistan, right? So I'm getting ready to deploy to a war zone, right? Very, very heavy combat area. And one of the team leaders that I'm talking about was just that guy. He was the guy that was just a douche to all of his guys under him. Led with an iron fist. Nobody respected him. His guys didn't like him at all. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it, and I pulled him aside, and I'm like, dude... do you think that what you're doing is going to help you and help us as a team when we get into the sandbox? Yep. And he That's was like, well, he was too. like, well, what are you talking about? And I said, do you honestly, with hundred percent confidence, think that if something happened to you, if we're out in a firefight, if we get ambushed, if something happens, can you guarantee with, with full confidence that if you get shot, that your guys, are gonna come have your back they're gonna put their life on the line to get to where you are to save you mm-hmm. or are they gonna take their time i don't know if i can make it out there you know it's, because it, they don't respect they, it's you it's definitely also, gonna be a second thought yes. exactly
4: and a lot of them like someone that does something like that they'll second guess themselves like, well exactly. if i do this he's gonna yell at me even though i'm trying to save his ass but uh,
3: justin you're awful quiet yeah. man so and I, even if i do save <laughs> his ass they'll fuck you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's even a bigger fuck you yeah yeah do you Let's want to say Justin. something? Go ahead, man. Go no, ahead. You guys,
1: you guys are just handling it. I don't even. I, he looks I, all sad over there. Guys. I agree with all of it. I fixed your guys' microphone problem while you guys were talking. I ordered new things for him. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I get into this. Cause yes. this is. I'm very passionate. No, about I, this. I, I'm, I'm the same. Way,
2: especially
4: with like everything that I've been through with yeah, my yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Is that's what? Oh my god! There's a lot of poor leadership in the political so atmosphere of it.
1: I. Uh, when I was a lieutenant, so so, so back to the band of Brothers thing. The reason is I is brought it—the like it first or second time—it's <laughs> a good question, Chris. And we'll get back to that. Does man. that have anything <laughs> to do with leadership? Thank you for bringing that up, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you, where, where fuck, fuck you, Ken. Fuck That's that. right. I, I think what head? you meant to call him was Lieutenant Crispy. Uh, no, uh, Lieutenant Karen. When he's a good <laughs> lieutenant, I'll address him as Lieutenant.
3: You ever wear a Coors Light before? No. Well, like well, I'm like not gonna throw it at him you, him, but I'll, I got like, it okay. an MP. I, is that I I like a twisted thing? Or? I asked him a question that I mean, worked the other day, a and a he didn't
1: know the answer. He said, just so, just "And I was like, it it's okay. You'll make. You'll be a good lieutenant one day." <laughs> <laughs> I sack tapped him after oh, that. So, some things that I picked up from on Band of Brothers was like two very different, well, multiple different styles of leadership, and it's crazy how much that that movie is like a really good way if you lean towards the way Captain Sobel does things you're probably a terrible leader. But anyway, um so something that I learned was is that don't put yourself in a position to take from your subordinates. So when I was on the truck um on payday Fridays I would buy lunch. And it wasn't like I was like flexing like oh yeah, I make way more money than you, I can buy us lunch. It was because I knew that one I did make more money, so buying lunch wasn't necessarily as big of a burden on me. And I wanted us to get together away from the office. We can like decompress and talk and listen to issues and just like bond as a crew. And I didn't want money to ever play a role in that. So they always would like try to like buy me lunch every once in a while. And I always felt terrible about it. I always felt because I hate like I always talk about like selfless leadership And I put, I found that the best way for me to lead was to do everything I could for my team. And if my team made a decision and they could justify that decision to me, it didn't even have to make complete sense to me. They just had to justify it. I would back them to the hilt. Yeah, you have to. But if they made a horrible decision. Or no decision. Or no decision, especially over something that we have previously discussed. Oh, it was, that was it. (laughs) And I knew him. They knew it. They knew that I would back him to the hilt. I 100% think that no decision is the worst decision. I agreed. You cannot learn. Make that decision,
4: go with it. And hey, if you fuck it up. Learn from it. Learn from it, move on. You cannot
1: learn from a mistake you never make. Exactly. I encourage my people to make mistakes. And I didn't treat their mistakes as like the worst thing in the world. Because we could, it was an opportunity for all of us to learn but if that mistake became habitual behavior, then we had an issue. Yeah, but, and agree.
4: that's the problem with some of the supervisors these days, though. You make a mistake and then, holy shit, they're they're like, they, they, like it's
1: continuous,
2: too. Well, and, and yeah, so many people these days are afraid to fail.
4: Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
2: think Will Smith is the one that said it. Uh, he says something along the lines of, like, <laughs> fail, fail early, fail, 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 fail early, fail often, yeah. fail forward. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, like, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, well, It's boom. mind-blowing. It is. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Yes, you need to fail. Mm -hmm. You need to fail so you can learn. Fail a lot so you learn a lot. What goes along with that. But make
1: progress from it. You talked about ownership. And I think that in the workforce, what's hard and what's frustrating for me as a leader is there's a lack of personal responsibility. And like for us, we're not just accountable to corporate bean counters or the HR manager or whatever. We're responsible to the public that we serve. Mm-hmm. So we have to take personal responsibility in everything that we do. So as a leader, we need to make sure that we're setting an example by one, taking personal responsibility and making sure that we are really good at what we do. We're constantly like learning and practicing our craft and perfecting it and passing that type of motivation and the knowledge that we've learned from our experiences on down to our people to make them better. I want to, like crispy, I supervised crispy for years, and I always wanted him to be a lieutenant, and now he is, and I think that he's gonna be a good lieutenant one day. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew I that. Did, was I, funny. Was I was waiting for it. <laughs> it. I was waiting for it. But I also, had, one day. I also had a guy that asked me he, if he would if he should be a lieutenant, and he was afraid that he was gonna be a bad lieutenant. And I said that thought process right there is gonna ensure yep. that you're gonna be a good lieutenant because the bad ones don't give a mm-hmm. fuck whether they're good or bad or not. They're there for the rank on their collar and the dollar signs on their paycheck.
4: And uh, especially where you work, <laughs> there is a lot of that shit. A lot. Especially you get the guys that have zero training, zero experience and guess what? They're a fucking lieutenant. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry but then you get someone that has experience that shows up and then that's that's where the leadership comes in you're like, yeah. wait a minute, did you really? Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's where... That's where you don't need to have so much as the rank stuff with you guys. Yeah. You guys have it. And and, and,
2: see, and leadership characteristics are, are relatively the same across the board. Exactly. Whether it be in, in the corporate world, first responder world, military world. I mean, if you know how to be a good leader, no matter what job you're in, you're going to be a good leader. That's not to say that you're going to know the job as well as some other people. But we'll go back to, you don't have to.
4: You can learn. I know how to be a
2: good leader. And I'm not saying like me in general. I'm just saying like people. People that know how to be good leaders in general and people that have very good leadership skills, that will transfer to whatever they do. Because they're humble enough to know, I don't know the answer to that. Like if I go to, if I became a leader as a firefighter right now, like say some kind of crazy world, like I got promoted (laughs) to some lieutenant in a firefighter, I know nothing about fighting fires <laughs> other than pointing a hose at a fire and squirting. I mean, but I know a decent amount about leadership. Yeah. And so I know enough to know. I don't know the answer to that, yeah. but I can find somebody that does. Exactly. I mean. I mean it so, might even
4: be one of your guys that knows it.
2: Yeah, better than me. And exactly. I hope they do. <laughs> you know, in that, in that aspect, I would hope that somebody would. And I'm not. And then we go back to what you said about being humble. You got to be humble enough to know. I don't know. Like, if you can do a better job of, of this than I can, t- teach me. I, like i'm not i'm not that's too where much a lot of a jerk
4: leaderships though they their pride takes yeah, over control absolutely like control of their mind and the way they think and they let their pride take over and that's it
1: mm-hmm. so and something that i get their job something that i've struggled with and i struggled with when i made lieutenant the first time <laughs> <laughs> and i really struggle with a it? lieutenant <sighs> okay so i got promoted three months in after i started full-time i was still on probation
4: congratulations on that and then like
1: (laughs) two or three months after that I was demoted for who knows what reason I have my suspicions but they're sort of the other chief gotcha I have my suspicions but like I don't know exactly why and then I made it to I interviewed for captain that next year and then I got promoted to lieutenant at the end of the the next year and then so when I interviewed for and got promoted lieutenant the second time I got called in after the interview I had done like the chief's interview and so the chief calls me in and he's like um, we decided to repost the position and this chief he knew my buttons oh did he know my buttons
4: <laughs> and I take it that was one of them
1: so he liked <laughs> to he liked to do certain things to see how I reacted and he would ask certain questions mm-hmm. And so he says, we're going to repost the position. And I said, okay. And he looks at me and he goes, that's it? I said, <laughs> yes. He said, do you have anything else to say to that? And I said, no. I said, I've been in this seat three times. And if you don't think I'll be here a fourth, I'll be happy to prove you wrong. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he handed me my stuff, my badge and my leaf. And it just like. There were some other times where he was like, you don't have anything to say. And I was like, no. Like, you're the boss. Like, yeah. if that's what you want, that's what you want. I don't, like, 100% agree with it. But there was other times that, man, he could really get me going.
3: That's the thing. He would he would know what would get you fired up. And he would already have a response.
1: When he said Mr. instead of Lieutenant, that really bothered me. <laughs> but anyway, back to, my, back to where I was going. One of the things I've always struggled with is when someone someone questions me but not so much like like a subordinate it's when someone like above me like i make a decision and then it's questioned and it doesn't happen so much in the fire department now but it happens a lot in the air force because i work with so many officers mm-hmm. i'm like hey you can do this and then this lieutenant colonel's like but like can i though like basically like telling me i don't know how to do my job and i'm just like oh so it like really pisses me <laughs> off and then i just look up the reference in the regs and i send it to him which and probably
4: pisses them off even yeah, more. Yeah. And then there's like, there's a lot of that in the PDs. They're
1: like, okay, cool, thanks so much for that. And then I've I've butted heads with some of the leadership in the fire department, especially over protocols. Huh. Oh yeah, and that, so, yeah. it drives me nuts.
2: That's oh man, because that, that I played we could do a whole I, I played such a that's role so in writing the protocols well write that down and, for and for they um, questioned. another thing. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what I, I got. Say. Actually, could, I got two. You could do a whole other podcast on that because differences in opinions on the way that things should be done
3: those kids are going ham down yeah. there.
2: differences in opinions on the way that things should be done in law enforcement is huge but that's huge, the thing huge. is
4: you get those like okay we're going back to the leaders though there's not yes there's black and white but there is a ton of gray oh yeah nothing is that exactly the same especially in law enforcement nothing is the same
2: mm-hmm.
4: you may deal with the same johnny shit bag off the street. But it's a completely di- different circumstances, depending on how high it is, whatever else.
2: There's a lot of discretion that can be used for different circumstances.
1: A lot. Yeah. And,
4: and especially with law enforcement. And, I mean, you know this. Mm-hmm. I, think, of, I think the big thing
1: is, is that strong leaders breed strong leaders. Agreed. Yes. And so if you work in an agency where there is poor leadership at a certain level, it's harder for you because you have to step in and be that strong leader to breed other strong leaders unless they won't let you which is what i've been going through a lot true and that's hard it is
4: and there's a lot there's a
3: lot of that
2: especially down here smaller departments there's a lot yes i want to ask
3: the question what do you guys feel about the zero to heroes
2: i've never heard that
3: like the the new guy walking in three months in getting promoted
1: I have a story about that. I'll I okay. That question.
4: My my opinion on that is, especially coming from the law enforcement side, I think you need your street experience because if you go from, I mean, three months in, mm-hmm. and see, going through an academy, and you might know this too, is you don't learn everything. But holy shit, I think I learned more on the street in my first month than I did the damn academy. Like the streets are usually ruthless mm-hmm. especially up where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I disagree with some of the way that a lot of the agencies promote when they go, Okay, you've you're off of probation, you immediately go to a supervisor position. It's like, wait a minute, why don't you get your street experience? And yeah. that's how it is like, especially for detectives and <clears throat> other things is you should have they used to have it to where it was three or five years you had to have three or five years in the field so you had your experience you were introduced to all these different things yeah instead of just okay three months in yes so
2: you have to learn how to be a good follower before you can learn how to be a good leader that's exactly
3: exactly what i wanted to say is without knowing how to follow somebody you can never lead somebody Exactly Agreed. But another To follow up to that Why why is that happening To where these people Right off the streets Are just getting promoted Favors is Political, favors? There's, political favors There's
2: a lot Political favors a lot of that uh, uh, For us Because we're such a small department That doesn't pay a whole lot we got to we gotta bring in who we can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then there's such a high turnaround rate in, in the department it's, that I work it's for. It's the same thing with us. Insane. We're
3: turning people around a lot. Well, not so much now. It's kind of slowed down. But there for you know a while, we are turning around people every few months.
2: And you know why? Well, I don't know about for, for your department, but for the department I work for, it's a leadership issue. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that people at the bottom think are big deals to them that the chain of command doesn't care about and doesn't show any interest in and they don't know how to keep their guys happy. And And so we've, we've had the sheriff come, you know, ask questions like, Hey, what can I do to make everything better? This, that, and the other. And guys will go give the sheriff their opinion on like, well, Hey, this is what's important to me. This is what's important to me. And the sheriff will write stuff down and, you and you pretend never like the sheriff cares and then it never gets brought up again. Yeah. And so then the next time the sheriff has a meeting like that, everybody's like, okay, well I'm not going to say anything this time yeah, because I said something. years and still homeless. Yeah. yeah. I s- I I've said- been asking for
3: uniforms for two months. I said something
2: last time and nothing changed. Yeah. And like, so I can use a personal example, right? So I, I wanted <laughs> to go to an advanced SWAT school and I got denied right away by my supervisor, right? So my Sarge denied it. And then, the SWAT commander approved it, and then the chief deputy denied it, and then it got denied all the way up the rest of the way after that. What bothers me about that is my supervisor. If he wants to keep me around and keep me happy and keep me working hard for him, yeah, my my direct supervisor should approve that every time. Yeah. Of course, this is my opinion, but what I think is that in the law enforcement realm, your direct supervisor, the the field sergeants, for me, the detective sergeant. Needs to be eighty percent loyal to his guys, his subordinates right under him, and twenty percent loyal to the department. Agreed. So if something happens with us, eighty percent loyalty to the guys under you, twenty yeah. percent loyal to the department. I will always. His mentality should be: I will always have your back. Yep. Like, don't screw me. Don't do anything like out of blatant disregard for somebody's life or anything like that. And I will mm. always have your back. I can fight for you, you know, to the chain of command. And then when you get up to the lieutenant level, that gets flipped. The lieutenants need to be 80% loyal to the department in the chain of command and 20% loyal to the guys under them because they have the Sarge that's 80% loyal to the guys under them. So the Sarge fights for the guys. The lieutenant fights for the chain of command. And, and, I mean, obviously, for you, it's different because you don't have...
3: Yeah, but it's kind of similar. But that is... I've never heard of it that way, and that's fucking brilliant. That happens happens a lot.
2: Why would my supervisor... Okay, so so why would I want to work hard for my supervisor if everything that I try to do, he's like, no, you can't do that. No, you're not going to. You can't. Yeah. I see you put in for this. this is what you're passionate about, but yeah. no, you're not going to do start,
4: that. You start giving up, though. Like, why like, even ask? I'm going to get denied anyways. Yeah, exactly. And then
2: I start losing respect for him because I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, shit. I'm going to you and telling you this is my passion. Like, I, I want to do this. Here's why. And I wrote this entire page memo about why I wanted to do what I do, how it's better for me, how it's better for the criminal investigations division, how it's better for the SWAT team, which in turn is better for the department as a whole. I mean, I went all, I I know how to I know how to articulate things. That's what we learn as a cop, right? <laughs> I I know how to articulate things. Yeah. So I articulated it all the way from how it would benefit me to every depart every division, every department up above me to the entire department. And then my supervisor, my first line supervisor is the one that denied it. And in my opinion, I'm like you should never be the one to deny it. Let the people if it's going to get denied, let the people up let the top, top level let, let them deny it. And you need to be there for me. That's
4: where it builds the camaraderie, especially yes. with you guys. When you're yes. when your sergeant or even lieutenant comes back and says, "Hey, look, I will do this. I will approve every single class. I, I can't guarantee you're going to go, but I'll approve it. And if they decide to deny mm-hmm. it, that's on them." And then when we have a sit-down or whatever, especially with larger departments, which you know, it's hard sometimes. But it's also nice because there's a lot more trainings you can attend compared to the smaller departments.
2: And I also wouldn't be opposed to – I think it's fair for the supervisor to sit you down and be like, hey, tell me about this training. What does this training mean to you? Why do you want to go to this training? How can it benefit the department? How can it benefit everybody here? You know, whatever. And then
4: maybe he doesn't know, but that's, exactly. a, that's a good thing because you sit down with your guy, you make him feel, Hey, heard. he actually cares. He needs to be heard. Yeah, he's, he's hearing what I have to say. This is really good for me. I'm going to sit down and I'm gonna explain it to him. I'm going to give my reason why. And then he can take that and fight it up the chain of yep. command yep. because like, you can hey, never I, I talk have to him. Not enough training. You, you I mean, oh. God, training's great. I love training.
1: We really opened a can of worms tra- tra- here. Training whore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Yeah. My uh, mic
3: is broken. I'll be back in a minute.
1: So when I <laughs> originally applied for lieutenant the first time as like a brand new salon probation, the one of the current lieutenants who was fixing to be, I guess, captain, or was the captain already, I don't know, he asked me, he said, why, would you, why should you be promoted over somebody that's been here at this department longer? And at the time I had... Oh, I don't know, like 10 years in the fire service, I guess. A couple years in the hospital, transport EMS. So a lot of it was EMS, not not so much fire. And I told him, I said, you know, I I don't know everything. And I don't expect that any supervisor would. I said, but I think that I bring some leadership qualities to the table that might be different than somebody else. And I I don't think anybody expected me to make it as far as I did that first time. I really don't. I don't think they did. In fact, the chief told me, he (laughs) said... Um, he said, we didn't, we didn't count on this. He's like, we had pretty much already made our selection when this, before this process started. And then here comes you. And I was like, well, I don't I, I, like, I don't feel like I did <laughs> anything. Like <laughs> right? uh, I, mean. I didn't do anything like special. I was just like, I told the truth. And he asked me what the difference between authority and power and
2: that's a deep question i like that yeah
1: so i told him i said my authority comes from you you as the fire chief yeah. grant me the authority yeah. to do things as lieutenant and i said but my power comes from my subordinates because Boom. if good. they don't respect me i have no power over them essentially yeah totally agree with that and he was just like hmm, I really like that answer. And I was like, hmm, You know what's sad for me is know. that is that the department that I work for, we don't have
2: very many good leaders. Agreed. At, at every level. All the way. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Get this. Let me tell a story real <laughs> quick. I'm sorry. Oh,
4: believe me because I, 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 I get it.
2: So, okay. So I, I am a DWI and standardized field sobriety test instructor, right? In fact, I'm the only – DWI-SFST instructor that our department has.
4: So you can check how fucked up we are later? <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. <laughs> Unless I'm too drunk I to I should go get my PBT. It. Yeah, I have one too. Me too. Anyways, so I'm the only one that we currently have in our department, right? So when I got to the department, I went to, at the time, our training lieutenant. And I went to him and I told him, hey, sir, I've gone to the guys. And most of the people in the department, in the field, say that we haven't done any SFST refreshers in like over two years oh damn you so do that all the time yes so I told him I'm like hey so what do I need to do I said I'm an SFST instructor what do I need to do to get this class up you know up and running and so long story short we got together and we set up a couple different dates where we could do SFST refresher course cool awesome great but I m- mind you I went to him and I, I facilitated the training I got it done and then I, I conducted the training so I got two of the classes done out of the three. The third class that I was trying to get scheduled was for the criminal investigations division. And there was some kind of conflict. After we had already got a schedule, there's some kind of conflict. So I had to reschedule it. I ended up having to reschedule it like three times. So after like the third time that I had to reschedule it, uh, that lieutenant had since been promoted. So now chief deputy. There's a new lieutenant. So the CID sergeant <coughs> moved up to CID lieutenant, um, CID lieutenant and, and training lieutenant. Sorry, I was digging into my back. <laughs> so, oh, so mind again. you, this this guy <laughs> that I'm, I'm referencing had moved up to now chief deputy. So he comes to me, says, "Hey, we still need to get this training done," and I'm like, "Yes, sir, we do. You're right. I, I got you. Like, oh, oh, I know that we need to get this done. I'm trying. It's been rescheduled three times. I know." So I went to my supervisor, so the sarge of the criminal investigations division, told him we need to get this training done. It's for your guys. The unit that you're in charge of, yeah. I'm just the instructor. I'm telling you your guys need to get it done. Yeah, cool. You're right. We do. So then he brought that up, the chain of command, to his lieutenant, who is also my lieutenant. So like I said, he's the lieutenant of the criminal investigations division, and the training lieutenant brought that up to him. He's like, hey, we need to get this done. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. So then I didn't know this, but, the, but that lieutenant, who, again, is my lieutenant, had hit up another agency in our area and said, hey, do you have any SFST instructors? My my criminal investigations guys need to get this SFST refresher done. That's fucked up. I didn't know that. So I think he legitimately forgot that I was an SFST instructor because the chief and the lieutenant came up to me in my office and they were like, hey, we need to get this training done, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I'm trying. Like, I am the SFST instructor. I'm trying to get this done. And my lieutenant was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that you're an SFST instructor also. I legitimately think he forgot, regardless or, or irrelevant. So then he's like, okay, we need to get this done. I'm like, yes, sir, I'm tracking. I know we need to get this done. My In my mind, I'm thinking, I know as the instructor, it's not my job to schedule it. It's my job to teach it. I let my supervisor know. Yeah. who's the supervisor that's in charge of the guys that need to get it done. I let the lieutenant know who is the training lieutenant and the CID lieutenant. So there's two people in their chain of command that, need, that know that it needs to get done. Plus, he's the training guy. He's the one that's supposed to schedule stuff. Right. Yeah. So that lieutenant works directly under the chief deputy. So then randomly, like a week and a half later, I get a, a text from a lieutenant, a different lieutenant altogether. That's not in my chain of command at all.
4: Same agency. He's though. the SWAT
2: commander. Same agency. Gotcha. He's a SWAT commander. He sends me a text and it says something along the lines of, um, hey, just so you know, your participation on the SWAT team will be revoked until you get this SFST course done. And <laughs> that, okay, I, that, like, there's vindictive. I was uh-huh. instantly, like, enraged. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned is that when emotion is high, logic is low. And Fact. any good leader needs to remember that. When your emotions are through the roof, you're not logically thinking. You no. can't do it. You can't do both no. at the same time. You'll fuck everything up. You will. And so... I had to take a couple combat breaths, <laughs> collect myself before I said something stupid that I was going to regret. So I took a couple minutes, and I called that lieutenant, and I'm like, what is going on? And he said, I have no idea. The chief called me directly because I'm the SWAT commander and said, told me to send you this exact tex- text message. I told him, I'm not in your direct chain of command. It shouldn't come from me. And he said, no, it will come from you because you're the SWAT commander. So him just doing what he's told, he sent it to me. And I said... Here's my problems with that. I'm the one, I'm the only one (laughs) that has tried to get these classes done. As the instructor, I went to all of these people and said, I've already taught two. I set up three. I've rescheduled the third one three times trying to get it done, which is not my job. That's, I said at the time, that was the other guy who's now the chief deputy. I said, that was his job. He's the training lieutenant. He's the one to schedule the classes, not me. I did that. And then I rescheduled it three times. And I said, then the only guys that are left, I let their supervisor know. And then that, that supervisor's supervisor knew about it also. <laughs> Everybody in their direct chain of command knew about it. That's a logistical is, nightmare. Yeah. There's I spit. said it was 100% not my job to schedule the classes. But I tried to go above and beyond and get it done. I scheduled it three times. We had to reschedule mm-hmm. it three different times. What do you want from me? And you're the one getting screwed and over. I, and, I, and that's what I said. So I went to the SWAT commander, and I'm like, why am I the one? I said, why is it automatically on the chief deputy? To, like, say, hey, even though you're the only one that's pushing for this, because it hasn't been yeah. done yet, I'm going to withhold your yeah. passion you're from the you. One,
3: you're the one getting pushed. I said,
2: how does that work? I said, what, what about, I said, number one, he needs to keep in mind that I went to him when he was the lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Now that he's the chief deputy, he knows the guy that replaced him. It's his job. And I like the guy a lot. So I can't say anything bad about the lieutenant that is now the training lieutenant and my lieutenant. He's a super yeah. good dude. He kind of dropped the ball in this one. He kind of let me, uh, you know pay for something that i don't feel like i should have yeah. but put you out there to burn exactly he, he let me he hung me out to dry so i called my after i was off the phone with him venting my frustrations about how that was the worst leadership i'd ever seen <laughs> and, and he could have gone about it all he w- all the chief deputy would have had to do is say hey dude we need we yeah. need to get this done i'm giving you a hard date of this please 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 get it done by this date cool sir too easy i will get it done i promise yeah. you that and then if i don't then it is on me because then i gave you my word mm-hmm. and i didn't get it done then it is on me but that's not how it went. So I, you know, after I voiced my fr- frustrations about how that was terrible, terrible leadership, and I lost all my respect for this guy, then I called my supervisor, who's the supervisor of all the other guys that need the class. And I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I just got a call from the SWAT commander, and this is what's happening. This happened, and he was like, well, well, what you should have done is come to me and let me work, let me work it through the chain of command. I said, sir, that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah. What else do you want? From yeah. Fair. I said I, I can't control. I can't control the lieutenant. Yeah. Just let me know. Me. Yeah. I can't control the SWAT commander coming to me. Like he came to me. So I had to like figure out what was going on. And now I'm coming to you because you're in my direct chain of command Mm -hmm. and I'm voicing the same frustrations with you. And I hope that you bring that up the chain and say something to him because if you don't, I will. And so I told him the same, the same thing about how it was terrible leadership, this that the other. And he's like, all right, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we schedule it for, and he like asked me about a random Friday and he's like, do you have anything going on this Friday from 8am to 12? And I looked at my schedule and I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, cool. So let's get it done then. Perfect. And I'm like, okay, here's my issue. I said, "Yes, that's cool. I'm glad that we're finally getting it scheduled and that we're glad we're finally getting it done." My issue with that is now the chief deputy goes to the SWAT commander who goes to me and tells me they're going to withhold SWAT for me. So now and then all of a sudden, we're going to come back to the chief deputy and say, "Hey, we have a time for the training. We're going to get the training done. We're good to go." Like you don't have to hold SWAT training from. Nick so the then cop. that's how what it takes. And so think that's exactly, what it takes. exactly. Yep. So now in his mind, he's thinking, oh, "Okay, well, once I once I threatened to withhold yeah, SWAT from Nick I the put the cop, fire to his ass. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got it done, and I I'm can, like, "That's not yeah. the message that I want to send him because that's terrible leadership. And that's not what got this done. Yeah. What got this done was me talking to you about it, and you finally getting off your butt and and scheduling it." But now of course the chief deputy is like, Okay, cool, boom. Every th- every time yeah. Nick the cop doesn't do something, mm-hmm. I put the fire I to him. Put the fire ass. to him, he'll get it done. And that's the wrong answer because yeah. I don't need that.
4: Watch out, we got training day over here. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, So sorry, I know that was a <laughs> long rant. No super I, I, long, I, uh, but we a the wrong where are we at?
3: Is this a good uh, is this a good time to pause? On probably, so many at on least. so many levels it was very frustrating for me. I, leadership wise. That I, seems like a logistical nightmare. F-
1: Fifty one minutes.
3: I think it's a good time to pause. I agree. Yep. We're okay, gonna we're gonna leadership? pause here. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I know. It. It. No, no, <laughs> that was great, and that was like a good, that was a good uh, story on how the breakdown of communication went, and
1: exactly. how important adequate communication is to good leadership.
3: That's what sad. We'll was a we'll come back it. to communication because we'll, we'll, I got a lot on that. We'll pause here. We're, we'll let you guys talk. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. Nice. <laughs> Me and him could talk after this. <laughs> this nice. yeah. yeah. is their podcast. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> we'll two, <sit> back <laughs> you two, sit there and clean the dust off your mics. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's why he pulled something out. He's like,
1: uh, "We're gonna, we're going to pause here, and we're going to try and come back, but we're not going to make promises. We're going to uh, when we do come back, we're going to be drunk and naked. Yeah, whoa, drunk at least, podcast naked. I mean, I don't I'm, know that I, I got whoa. no shame. I got, I, mean, no I don't shame.
3: either. That's why It definitely doesn't have it.
1: Well, uh, they all left. So uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Have a safe week and uh, lead on to others